Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Saturday, August 12th. Wild delight of God's unstoppable creative power. Today's scripture reading is found in Romans chapter 8, verses 31 through 39, from the Message Translation, which reads, So, what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare even to point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in Scripture. They kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We're sitting ducks. They pick us off one by one. (laughs) No, none of this phases us because Jesus loves us. I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing, living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way that Jesus, our Master, has embraced us. And this, my friends, is God's Word. Cue the full battery of artillery. Cue the booming timpani drums. Cue every extra brass instrument available. Let the massive church bell ring until every one of them is cracked like the Liberty Bell. The full crescendo of Paul's overture in Romans 8 is upon us, beckoning us, as N.T. Wright puts it, to live as wide-awake Easter people. He writes, How can we learn to live as wide-awake people, as Easter people? Here I have some bracing suggestions to make. I have come to believe that many churches simply throw Easter away year by year. And I want to plead that we rethink how we do it so as to help each other as a church and as individuals to live what we profess. For a start, consider Easter Day itself. It's a great step forward that many churches now hold Easter vigils, as the Orthodox Church has always done, but in many cases, they are still too tame by half. Easter is about the wild delight of God's creative power, Not very Anglican, perhaps, but at least we ought to shout Alleluia's instead of murmuring them. We should light every candle in the building instead of only some. We should give every man, woman, child, cat, dog, and mouse in the place a candle to hold. We should have a real bonfire, and we should splash water about as we renew our baptismal vows. Every step back from that is a step toward an ethereal or esoteric Easter experience. And the thing about Easter is that it is neither ethereal nor esoteric. It's about Jesus coming out of the real tomb and getting God's real new creation underway. 
Is it any wonder people find it hard to believe in the resurrection of Jesus if we don't throw our hats in the air? Is it any wonder we find it hard to live the resurrection if we don't do it exuberantly in our liturgies? Is it any wonder the world doesn't take much notice if Easter is celebrated as simply the one-day happy ending tacked on to 40 days of fasting and gloom? Okay, in other words, roll out that full battery of artillery and let's do this overture the way it's meant to be heard and felt and experienced banging on our steam pipes, laughing its way up our cellar stairs, bursting into the kitchen where nothing is wasted and everything is worked into something meaningful and good in a party that nothing, nothing, living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, thinkable or unthinkable, can stop. So... As we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, what will it take for you to be drawn into this dizzy and climactic overture? Would you describe yourself as part of the wide-awake Easter people? Would others describe you this way? What will it take for this overture of Romans 8 to be experientially sown into the lining of our very hearts? Lord, do it. Make us a wide-awake Easter people, awake to you, awake to each other, awake to humanity, to creation, to life. Fill me with the wild delight of your unstoppable creative power, and more than that, make me an agent of it in the wide world. Through your mercies. <laughs>